First Baptist Melbourne podcast, making disciples here and everywhere for the glory of God. Christmas, talking about Joseph, the leading man. Certainly we know that Christ is the main character of the cast of Christmas, but the leading woman, the leading lady would have to be Mary. And uh, she's the one we want to look at today. And really, I want to just share the message that Mary has for us. If you have your Bibles and you'd like to turn to Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, we see the event of the angel coming to Mary, announcing that she would give birth to the Christ child. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest, And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this uh, beautiful story. We were reminded of your call in Mary's life, her willingness to surrender to your will. And uh, in the midst of all the wonder and awe and surprise of what was going on, that she submitted to your plan. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we have her example to follow. Help us to hear what she has to say to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we think of what Mary has to say to us, the world has in many places, almost elevated Mary to a place of the Godhead, the fourth person of the, uh, of the Godhead. And, uh, and yet the, the Bible does not give that kind of recognition to Mary, simply that she was a simple teenage girl, virgin, who was called and given the honor of being the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I think the first thing I think Mary would tell us is something about the surprise, the awe, and the wonder of God's plan in our life. Uh, Over in chapter 2, when the shepherds came, it says that after all those events, that she pondered those things in her heart. And that's a very delicate word that uh, really means that that, uh, she she, um, weighed those things in her heart. Uh, They were heavy on her heart. And every mother here can identify with the different stages that your children go through and the events of their life and, and the significance of those events and how they weigh in your mind. This is what happened to Mary. And she certainly had a lot to ponder, didn't she? She had a lot to be surprised about, uh, shocked that an angel would come to her in this small village of Nazareth, a teenage girl, and announce that she would become the mother of the Savior. To think that she and her husband Joseph 
uh, who were very poor uh, people, uh, instead of some rich and famous couple had been chosen to be the parents of the Lord Jesus. She was probably surprised that when the angel said she would give birth, knowing she had not had any relations with a man, that uh, the Holy Spirit would overshadow her and that that would be born of her would be born both of God and man, that this would be the God-man uh, that she would give birth to. And, uh, and that God orchestrated their going to Bethlehem uh, for the birth of Jesus, just as the prophecy in Micah said that he would be born in Bethlehem. And that the angels came to lowly shepherds to be witnesses of the birth of the Messiah when their, their witness would not be even accepted in a court of law at that time. And that two elderly uh, people in the temple testified that uh, when they went to dedicate the baby, that Jesus had kept them alive to see the Messiah. As Mary thought and pondered on these things, that almighty, omnipotent God was reduced to an impotent, helpless baby. That the creator of the universe had no place to lay his head but in a lowly manger in a stable. And that the king of all kings had no royal court attending his birth except barnyard animals and lowly shepherds. Surely she must have pondered a lot of things. Not long after the birth of Christ, she and Joseph went to the temple to dedicate their son. And there was an uh, elderly man named Simeon there who met them. And uh, he had had a promise from God that he would not see death until he saw the Lord's Messiah. <clears throat> and he shared something with her that certainly must have stuck in her mind for many, many years. When he said, Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign <clears throat> which shall be spoken against. Uh, yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Holman Hunt was a famous painter of the 20th century. <clears throat> Many of you have seen his painting of Christ standing at a wooden door. It's a picture of Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And, uh, but there's another painting that is not as famous, but I love. It, it's a, a picture he paints of Jesus uh, while he was still working in the carpenter shop. And it's the end of a hot day. He's been working hard. He's sweating. And he's standing with his arms against the, the doorpost. And the sun is shining into the shop and casting a shadow on the back wall of a cross. And the picture is his mother standing on the outside looking in with a look of horror on her face, realizing the future of what's going to happen to her son. And you know, when we think of all that Jesus, not just the baby in a manger and all those events surrounding the birth of Christ, when we go on to his death and his resurrection, surely we stand in wonder especially as 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, but we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for our sakes, he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. And all of us ought to stand in all, amen? When we think of the grace of God and what he did in each of our lives. So Mary reminds us of the surprise, the awe, the, the wonder of what God has done in our life. But secondly, as I think of Mary, I think of what uh, the fact that, that she recognized that salvation was for all people, including herself. Now, again, the, the, the church in, in history has given Mary an elevated place, almost Mariolatry, worship of Mary. 
they have uh, had statements to the fact that Mary was a perpetual virgin. And of course, Matthew 1, 25 says that after Joseph uh, married her, he had no relations. He did not know her till after the birth of Jesus, which meant he did have a relationship with her afterwards. In fact, the Gospels tell us there were four brothers and at least two sisters that, that Mary and Joseph had. So she was not a perpetual virgin. Uh, neither uh, the, the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception, which says not only was Jesus born immaculately, but Mary was as well. <laughs> and, and that Mary was bodily assumed up into heaven. But the most dangerous and horrific, I think, uh, poor theology that came through some elements of the church was elevating Mary to co-redemptrix, co-redeemer, uh, co-mediator between God and man. And we know there's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. There's only one Savior, and His name is Jesus, not Mary. And, uh, and to recognize, again, Mary was uh, a wonderful uh, girl committed to the Lord that was chosen by God for that, to be the mother of our Lord. But you know, Mary, when she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, as she came uh, to see her, the, we have what was called the Magnificat, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my, what? Savior. God my Savior. She knew even at the birth of Jesus, when Jesus was given the name Savior, Jesus, that she would need a Savior also. And uh, that she was not sinless. There was only one sinless person, and that was Jesus. As Peter would later say, nor is there salvation in any other, but there's no other name given among men whereby we might be saved than the name of Jesus. Jesus. So she knew that salvation was needed for all people, including herself. Last of all, I want you to see Mary saying to us uh, this area of submission and surrender to the Lord. As the angel finished speaking to her, her words were, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And that was acknowledging the Lordship over her life, that God had chosen her, she was available. Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, use me. And I believe that's the prayer we need to say as well, that the Lordship of Christ is not something that just happens on Sunday morning when we come to a worship service. The Lordship of Christ is what happens on Monday morning when we go to work or we go to school. It's what happens in our home, in our marriages. It's what happens with our finances. It's what happens with our leisure time. And He doesn't want to be a part-time Lord. He wants to be Lord of all. And so can we learn from Mary this morning that Mary has this, this uh, awe, this surprise, this wonder about what God was going to do in her life, what God is going to do in your life, that we recognize that we all need to be saved by one person, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we submit to His Lordship in our life today.